You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody for making Locked On Browns your first listen day in, day out. Folks, it is Steeler Week um, from here on out. Nothing but Browns Steelers Sunday. Um, we have Jared Mueller joining us this evening, former host, obviously head honch over at Browns Wire after a long, long run uh, over at uh, the OBR. Um, but Steeler Week, we've got, uh, we're going to record uh, with Chris Carter. And as everybody knows, uh, me and Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers, we certainly have our moments on crossover episodes. So that should be a good one. Uh, a couple more things coming this week. Uh, first and foremost, though, Jared, how are you? How's the family? And, you know, this is, this is always, you know, these two weeks of the year are always, you know, the fun ones. They absolutely are. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And to be honest, I, I would love for the Browns to just put Ben Roethlisberger in his career grave. Like I don't, I don't want it to sound so, so vicious, uh, anything more than that. Uh, but I, I uh, had some early interactions with uh, Mr. Roethlisberger in college and uh, I have some friends who had some early interactions with that dude. I am very happy to see him uh, on his downslide because uh, I've never been a fan. Um. No, I don't think anybody, certainly on these parts, has ever truly been a fan. And here is the funny thing about all this is um, with a win Sunday, the Browns will have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers three times in a row. Three times in a row, Jared. And, you know, as we always talk about with Pete Smith, these Steelers, it's kind of like, you know, killing the villain in any horror movie. Uh, You want to make sure you're driving that wooden stake through the heart. And if you're not doing it once, not doing it twice, three times would be all the more better. Absolutely. I mean, the reality is, is you never know, like they were okay with duck freaking Hodges. You know what I mean? Like they just figured it out. And that's what happens when you've been in a system for eight years or whatever Tomlin's been there. You know, you have enough players that know enough that they can just be okay. Even when they don't, you know, have all the talent in the world. I can't wait to have Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry in their seventh, eighth, 10th, 20th year. Like it really does change kind of the floor of a team when you have people that have just been in the system, you know, that, that fourth year, fifth round pick, you know, they may not be stars, but they're not going to make mistakes. They know what the freak they're doing. Like everything is just, is it's rote memory kind of thing. And that's what the Steelers have had for, for so long that even when they're not going to have big Ben or a good, good quarterback for a little while, they'll still probably, you know, win seven, eight, nine games. Yeah. And um, actually, you know, it's an interesting point you brought there because um if you go back to Thursday night and, you know, not that it's that far into it, um, but when you get down to the fact that you're starting your third string running back, he's never really gotten a ton of run. Um, but it's not like the Ernest doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't not know. It's not like he doesn't know the guys in front of him and you get a performance like you did. Um, early reports here from Joe Cena Anderson is that Baker Mayfield is attempting to practice tomorrow. I, I don't, I mean, look, there's nothing you can compare this to. And even just the physical talk of Baker Mayfield saying, well, if the broken bone heals, then the labrum won't allow the shoulder to fly out of the socket as much. Okay, sure. That sounds really, really good. Um, Yeah, it sounds like he got it licked. You know, okay, that's the math here. Um, And from everybody, Jared, I'm sure you heard, um, the biggest problem last week, obviously, was was the swelling. And with a Thursday night game, 
there wasn't enough time. I don't know if that, sure, maybe the broken bones a little bit better than it was, you know, will be Sunday than it was 10 days ago. Um, I don't believe anybody's not going to say that it is not currently broken anymore. <laughs> so we're not to that point. Um, but for fans who, you know, seem to have their issues with Baker Mayfield, I think it's amazing the way this would switch, Jared, if they'd be like, oh, well, I can't believe he's sitting out. It's just a broken bone and his shoulder's flying out of the socket. Guess what? When I go to work every day, <laughs> I see. And I think, you know, again, I think I saw this on Twitter with you and somebody today. Like, we compare professional sports, at, sports athletes to anything normal makes absolutely no sense for a hundred million different reasons, right? And it's not about importance or anything like that. Listen, a teacher is far more important uh, than a professional athlete. You know, uh, medical professionals, whatever it is, are all more important than a professional athlete. But we also don't, I don't get hit in my office too much. Now, as a as a counselor, I have been, a, you know, assaulted a few hundred times by kids in different places. But the reality is it's just a different world and comparing <laughs> it is silly. You know, for me, I am I am far more protective of people's physical health uh, than maybe Baker Mayfield's going to be of his own physical health. So I am concerned. I don't feel like it's a great idea. Um, I'm really intrigued by the Browns if they're going to choose to allow him to play. It's a freaking bone. The biggest concern has to be the fact that the shoulder popped out in a non-contact play against the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, when he got destroyed by J.J. Watt, that, that's going to be, he, he got hurt. That's fine. The fact that it again popped out later when he was just throwing the ball, that is more telling of what's going on in there. And then you start to worry about rotator cuff and, and just so many other longevity related issues that, that I just have a lot of concerns. But then again, I had the same concerns when they kept rolling Jedrick Wills out there and he didn't finish a game from week one. And then he finally missed week six, right? But he he left every game from week one through week five, and they just kept rolling him out there, even though he looked like a shell of himself. So obviously they have this thought, if you can play, we're going to put you out there. I just don't love it. It feels short-sighted. For me, I think the ultimate thing here is there's probably this belief of, look, we can't guarantee how much we have of him. It could be a week. It could be a month. Hell. Maybe he finds a way to piece this together. And whenever, you know, the curtain draws on the Browns 2021 season, maybe he's there. And also the fact of, you know, maybe, you know, just, you know, it's his call. And look, you know, you're not inside the body in, you know, and look, if we sit him, it's not really going to get that much better. And the other thing is, and if I took away from anything Thursday night is he's a pain in the ass on the sidelines. And it's probably more of, I'd rather just play him because, <laughs> He's up in everybody's business anyway. Um, but, you know, I, if you're going to put that in, look, and this is the thing, if you're going to put it in his hands, even if it was his right arm, he's going out there. There's just no way around it. It's it, And this is one thing, and I talked about this uh, for anybody who caught the episode with Dearness Johnson, is as much as Baker Mayfield is a quarterback, Baker Mayfield's a football player, which ultimately led to this situation that we're in now because of the attempted tackle against the Texans. He, Yeah, he's a quarterback, and that's the way he carries himself. But he does not think he is any different as far as, you know, I am a football player just like you are, just like you are, just like you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I love have loved about the building the Browns and some of the other things that we get to see is you see that Baker Mayfield loves football. 
you also, you know, they uh, Hollywood Higgins was mic'd up for the Chargers game, and you see how these team these teammates love to play for each other, love to celebrate each other. You know, you see OBJ like, man, I rolled that red carpet all the way down there. Like, you see the real pieces of these players, and you can tell it is just their personalities. These guys love football. OBJ should not be playing, right? Like, there's a difference between a quarterback and a wide receiver in these positions, all that. He should not be playing, and he's playing. Like, these guys love football, and I think that's the one thing that fans do not get an opportunity to critique is these dudes are putting it out there day in and day out. You saw it on Kareem Hunt's face when he was getting carted off. Like, that dude looked like you took a piece of his soul away because he knew he was missing probably a month, maybe even more than that. Like these guys on the Browns, you know, there's analytics, there's all that stuff. These guys freaking love football. Baker Mayfield, in spite of himself, is going to probably be on the field on Sunday. Uh, And we saw with Case Keenum, he's limited, right? I mean, there are throws Baker Mayfield can make that Case Keenum cannot make. Um, But Baker's got to get a lot of things right in his head and in his feet. Um, If the shoulder's fine, that's a different conversation. But his head and his feet got to get right. Uh, or it doesn't even matter if it's healed or not healed. And that's the thing in this situation. He's basically got to overcompensate, which means, you know, the, everything that he control as far as technique has got to be pinpoint. It's got to be perfect. Um, some good news here. Uh, looks like Nick Chubb is coming back this week. Um, maybe without, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, you maybe still have some concerns. Dearness Johnson obviously showed an ability to carry the load last week. Jack Conklin. And it's almost a little bit of a joke here. It's like, well, you know, you get to start Conklin or do we just keep, you know, rolling with Blake? Cause uh, he seemed to be getting it done there for about a three week period. Um, and how funny it is, you know, Baker uh, last game, uh, JJ Watt was, you know, the pain in the butt, which basically caused the situation where he's at now. And now here comes little brother, TJ Watt. Um, but Browns, you know, and for Thursday night, you know, you got Jarvis back and it's funny how nobody says Odell should sit, you know, everybody Baker should sit, Baker should sit, Baker should sit, but nobody says Odell should sit. But then when there's problems with Odell, oh, well, there's that, the other thing. It's just, you guys, you all got to be on the same page about some of this stuff. Um, but you're getting, starting to get healthier now again on the offensive side of the ball, Jared. Yeah, it's really exciting to see. I think, you know, the reality is, is we wanted continuity and we were hoping for continuity. First time Baker has the same offense two years in a row, all that kind of stuff. And then the continuity is ruined by Wills. Uh, you know, Landry was next, I think, along with Baker getting hurt. You, you know, start so getting, tackles four and five against the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, James Hudson the third. Like, I think the Browns wished he got a, a somewhat of an injury that they could have IR'd him and kept Greg Sennett, uh, Sennett, um, however you pronounce his name. And so, yeah, but it's exciting to have him come back. But I think it'll be interesting with Conklin. You know, if Conklin is 60%, 70%, is Hans better, at least for, you know, Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, you know, TJ Watt, as you talked about, uh, even uh, Highsmith is a, you know, as a pass rusher, you know, they, they, Baker Mayfield needs to feel comfortable with his tackles. Some guy named Blake, like, again, it, it's really interesting to look back at, you know, the end of last year, Michael Dunn came out of nowhere, played really well as a left tackle. That was crazy. Right. Um, and then some guy named Blake steps in at left guard and, and now Hans looks really good at tackle and Michael Dunn really hasn't seen the field. It's just really interesting. These guys that they picked up off the street are now, you know, Blake Hans is an important part of replacing Chris Hubbard and all that. So, yeah, it's just fun to see, you know, having their players back. Um, but do they, you know, are they able to rotate them in in a way that, that keeps everybody fresh, um, but, you know, keeps Baker protected or Case Keenum protected? They ran a lot more max protect. Uh, Brian Baldinger did a really good job looking at some of that. So 
it's good to get everybody back. We want to make sure they're being used properly. And again, most importantly, keeping the quarterback and the ball safe. And one thing with Baker is, you know, look, I mean, don't get away with some of the things you did with Case Keenum Thursday night. Um, look, if you can pick up a quick, simple six yards because nobody's covering, you know, a, a guy flexed out in a slot, if you want an audible to it, whatever, we're going to turn it into a, you know, basically, a, you know, hot screen. Boom, get, do it, get it done. Take yards. And the other thing for Baker, obviously, hopefully he gets back to the confidence self because you know injury or not there were some there were some issues that looked similar to 2019 where the, the the offensive line was not performing certainly to the level that this offensive line is capable of and baker when he has no fear is when baker absolutely plays his best ball we're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here um so things obviously need to uh i would say unify uh continue to grow on the defensive side of the ball we're going to get to all that here browns wire jared mueller in on your latest locked on Browns. Hello, Browns fans. This is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app who everyone buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. And again, get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there is no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. The defensive side of the ball here, Jared, um, and this defensive line, and it's funny because they basically just start four defensive ends because I don't think Malik McDowell or Malik Jackson, if you're going to really classify them as one or the other, they're defensive ends. They play like defensive ends. Uh, One thing you want to see from both Malik Jackson and McDowell this week is the intelligence of understanding that, yes, Ben Roethlisberger is tall, and if you're not getting home, there's a lot of opportunities to get your hands on balls. We've seen it a ton. Uh, certainly saw it in the playoff game. But, you know, this, you look at Ben, and right now he is going to be this quarterback. There is not one defensive lineman that's going to start for the Browns that if you gave him a 10-yard start, he's still <laughs> not getting caught in a 30-yard dash. Every single one of these guys is going to race him down. So, look, and this was the case, obviously. They got in that backfield often. Uh, started on the first play, obviously, even though it was a bad snap, and you saw where Ben's intentions were about how much he really wanted to deal with this, that defensive line that night. And Pittsburgh, it's getting a little bit better on the offensive line. It is by no means a good offensive line. When I say it's getting better, that means it's trending towards average as opposed <laughs> to below average. Um, this is – and look, the black and yellow always obviously is going to raise anybody's, you know, want to if you're playing for the Cleveland Browns. But I, some of the games I've watched here, Jared, I, I, I don't – look, he's hard to get out of the game because it's literally – you're knocking down a 250-year-old redwood tree. But I do not see how he is not going to get hit and hit a lot. And we're going to see a bunch of those throw the ball at the running back's feet, you know. To, no, no, he's there. He was in the area. I was close enough because this freak is on one side. This freak is on the other side. Who the hell is this six foot six dude coming up the middle at me wearing number 58? I just don't see how this is a recipe at all for Ben Roethlisberger to really get anything going. 
You know, I think the most interesting thing, I actually did a, a quick piece, uh, Pro Football Focus, our boy, uh, obviously Costco's on with you a lot, uh, friend of the show, uh, friend of mine. You know, look at PFF. The Browns are somehow the number two overall graded team this season so far, but their worst grade is in tackling. So that tells me what we're going to see from Ben Roethlisberger on that offense, screen, 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 screen. And that's where the the length uh, and the get off and all of that, the power of Clowney and Garrett and uh, McDowell and Jackson and even Tack McKinley, they have all the things that if I don't get there, I'm still there. Like they are so freaking long that it, it works in the run game. It works in the pass game that I think they're going to have to get their outside hands up uh, on a lot of wide receiver screens and, Newsom's going to have to be tackling Denzel Ward if he plays. We still haven't heard an update on his injury that I'm aware of yet. Uh, Greedy Williams, Troy Hill. And then the linebackers are going to have to flow from inside out uh, along with the safeties to make those tackles. And that has been their weakest point on the entire team this year is tackling. And so I think that's where the Steelers offense can make their hay. And then if they do that, if they start to spread that out, does it open up some things for uh, what looks like a wide receiver screen draw? And, and you have the, the defensive ends coming up the field, trying to get their hands up. And now Najee Harris can uh, can kind of take advantage of that opening in that, in that gap. Uh, the scheme integrity is not there, all that kind of stuff, or the gap integrity. So I think that's the one place I do see the Steelers being able to make some, some, some way um, quickly. Uh, they're not going to expect him to drop back hopefully too often for the Steelers sake. Uh, Cause he's going to get crushed like that. Uh, that offensive line is not good, but I do think they're going to try to take advantage of the aggressive nature of Clowney. I think you, and, and of Garrett, I do think you're probably going to see a really important third and seven where miles Garrett is offsides, right? Turns into third and two. Like they're just, they're a smart team. Like he's been around for 20 years and he's, you know, a, 800 pound redwood so um, I think there are some ways that they can take advantage of the Browns defense if they try to act like a traditional offense it's not going to be pretty he's going to throw for 180 Najee Harris is going to have 40 yards rushing Uh, the one game this year he had 14 receptions I believe so Mm -hmm. uh, that's the kind of game we're going to look at um, and that's where they could be successful and two things to what you said. I, I do believe their overall tackling effort against the Broncos was the best we've seen this year. There was mm-hmm. a lot. And, and the thing was, it wasn't just getting there. It was physical. You know, you saw a lot, whether, whether it was Anthony Walker and as much as I love the bag on him, even Mac Wilson got down, got dirty, got physical. You saw John Johnson, obviously some plays in the hole. So that's a good sign for them. Certainly with 10 days off here, um, you know, rested, refreshed. And also, you know, when you're talking about trying to run this screen game and this stuff, Ben Roethlisberger isn't like these younger dudes. There's one arm angle. You know, he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't have the, oh, here, I threw it through the five hole through myself like he didn't see it coming. That's not coming from Big Ben. So you don't really necessarily have to worry about that. Denzel Ward, and for right now, you know, Monday did nothing. And again, Monday's a weird practice to equate when you're coming back off of a Thursday. So anybody who's taking anything out of that, I don't truly know what to tell you. Um, But there is certainly a player on the Steelers team who was an absolute pain in the ass for this Browns defense last year. And it's Chase Claypool. He is absolutely built, he is built like a tight end. He's built like Kelsey. He's built like, you know, uh George Kittle. He's about three times faster than all of them. Plays wide receiver. And the Browns had no answer for him. I, it was either five or six touchdowns within the three games last year when they played him. The Browns had no answer for him. Granted, Greedy wasn't here. Greg is here as well. These guys are a little bit bigger than Denzel Ward. 
you think on paper, because it really hasn't been proven to this point. And if you guys caught anything from uh, the Colts game the other night um, when it saw that Andrew Sandejo is actually graded right now higher than any Brown safety, if that wasn't <laughs> enough for you to grab a <laughs> bottle of bleach and gargle, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, but you figure it's going to get better. But you have to find some way. He is the guy as far as the passing game. You've got to take him away. Look, Deontay Johnson could be a pain in the ass. And, you know, the drops have started to dissipate from his game. But it is it is Chase Claypool. You cannot let this thoroughbred beat you. No, and I think that's where – I think that's why they – even if Denzel is healthy, I think you're going to look at Greg Newsom and safety. Like, that's what you're going to look at from Chase Claypool. Let Ward lock try to lock down Deontay Johnson, you know um, – Ebron, whoever else, you know, is out there, their, their tight end that they drafted, Faramuth or however you pronounce his name. There's lots of other players out there, but no Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Najee Harris is great in the run game. I think Greg Newsom's physicality, ball skills, um, put him in a good position with Claypool like anybody else could be. Uh, but he's run really hot and cold this year, which has been really interesting to see. It can be really frustrating for a player uh, of his caliber to – screen 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 you know like a lot of that kind of what stuff. am i doing here i don't fit this mold <laughs> right like like let me let me run that deep over route or you know get me on the post get me on the flag get me on the nine you know get me on some of those routes and so i think they're it'll be really interesting to see does he have that big game they're coming off their buy as well um you know or is this a game where he gets frustrated because the the offensive game plan doesn't allow him to just run free um and listen he is you're right he's big but there are times where he doesn't want to get physical. Like he doesn't, or I'm sorry, he doesn't want them to get physical with him. He'll get physical with others, but he doesn't want it coming back his way. So he likes open space. A lot of open yeah, absolutely. Space. He absolutely does. So uh, I'm not saying he skips leg day, but sometimes it looks like he skips leg day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. He, you know, for show a little bit there. Uh, good gracious. By the way, yes, I would never say this to any of these football players in person. They would kill me. Like that's just not my job. Uh, I don't think any of you listening to Locked On Browns anyway. We're good. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, so I think, you know, Chase Claypool, uh, for, for our Sports Weekly, you said today we have a, a Sports Weekly that we do. You know, that's what I said. I thought I thought Claypool and Greg Newsom were going to be kind of the key matchup. I think what's hard when it comes to matchups, though, is, you know, Woods isn't running a ton of man. So the way they run their zone, they can get Chase Claypool on Troy Hill. Right. So we don't want Trey, you know, we don't want Hill on Claypool. We don't want Anthony Walker, Mac Wilson. We don't yeah. want those guys on Claypool. And yeah, so Zach McKinley, for God's sake, had a had Oh my coverage. God, he's on coverage. Right. Like that, that's gonna happen every once in a while, but just on a regular basis, it's one of my frustrations with zone is that at some level you're allowing the offense to dictate what happens and you're reacting to that. And so zone can make things really difficult. I still would not be shocked if we're in a lot of cover two shell, uh, you know, we'll, we'll rover some guys and we'll move some guys around. But you, again, you're, you're wanting to take away a few of those bigger passes and then bring everybody up to the line of scrimmage. You're going to see a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage and you're going to see those two safeties kind of back deep at times. But I think Claypool, they're going to move all over um, and try to get him matched up in the zones that they want him matched up in. And, and will Joe Woods be able to adjust? Well, and the other thing, look, Joe Woods with 10 days here, uh, you know, that, you know, if it's time to start adding some new, maybe the time is now, I, you know, obviously a lot of these guys have played a ton of reps here. Um, so it's, you know, and maybe the part where verbiage on the field and as far as communication, which was obviously an issue at times needs to not be an issue here anymore. Um, Najee Harris, 
and, and look, we all kind of laughed about the pick at the time because it just seemed like an odd pick. They weren't really ready for this type of player here. And it still seems even a little bit odd now because, I mean, you watched all the Alabama film and you, you go to any scouting report on Najee Harris, and it wasn't that he wasn't couldn't contribute in the passing game, but it was like six or seven, Jared, on like the pros. Um, you already had guys who could do this on your roster, um, backs who could do this that you had obviously for a lot, a lot cheaper. You didn't have invested. But then again, I mean, and look, you never know. And obviously, you know, we're getting to the point now where weather elements certainly can be a part of it. He's quality back. Whether or not the offensive line can get him, you know, the time and the holes that he needs. But he's an interesting player. He certainly is. He's absolutely interesting. I I, I looked at all the six games the Steelers have had so far. You know, looking at their losses, Najee Harris didn't run for much, you know. So um, against the Bengals, he had 14 carries for 40 yards. But he was this is the game he was targeted 19 times in the passing game. So Just what you spent uh, a first-round pick on a running back for. Yeah, absolutely. 19 times, right? So, um, you know, there's, there's just so much about uh, Harris that – is dependent, right? He is not the guy, you know, in, in all of their losses, the most he had was, you know, 62 yards. Um, even in their wins, he hasn't, he hasn't been great. He had 122, I believe was his max this year. So, you know, without a good offensive line um, and really without the threat of a deep ball, what is a running back really going to be able to do, right? You've got to be really special to make an impact when you don't have any, you don't really have the deep threat uh, from your quarterback and you don't have an offensive line to protect. I like Najee Harris. I think he he would be, like you talked about, at the right place at the right time. He's a capstone piece, right? He's a piece that the Chiefs draft, which is why they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the year before. The Rams, that's the kind of team that you bring in somebody like Najee Harris. Uh, the Steelers, every – I mean, to be honest, they, they have had some really poor drafting, but they've just had enough great drafts, right? They've had enough T.J. Watts. The reality is, is if the Browns hadn't drafted David Njoku, the Steelers would have drafted him instead of TJ Watt. So they've had enough great players, but their general drafts have not been overly impressive. And I think Najee Harris is going to go down as a player that, yeah, he's fine, uh, but you could have had some better players at more impactful positions. I agree. I agree. And um, for Mike Tomlin, um, Mike, I got to tell you, it's beautiful in Southern California, man. It's gorgeous down there. And what they talk about at LSU uh, you know, Mike, hey man, if it's time for you to maybe move on, I mean, I think everybody else in the AFC North would be, understand you and, and respect <laughs> you for making that decision. I mean, you got to do what's best. I mean, these kids are getting older, you know, maybe they're going to start looking at universities. Maybe it's nice if dad's on campus and rolls the place. Just a thought, Mike Tomlin, just a thought. We're going to get to a couple <laughs> final closing remarks here with Jared Mueller as we continue here on the latest Locked on Browns. <clears throat> We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, no space to receive your bonus. For basketball, football, the MLB World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not 
tastes like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. They are all too healthy and lots of benefits pre-workout are just getting you through the rest of your day. On top of being just purely delicious, there are so many flavors. Another thing about the great, the another great thing about Bill Bar, again, the mouthwarding flavors include coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry bar sia. This month, Built is coming out with a new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Jared, division play, and the Browns kind of got an advantage here this year, where through seven games, did not have to deal with anything AFC North. Now you see the way the table is kind of set and upstart Cincinnati at five and two. The Ravens, there's times where it looks really good. There's times where it uh, looks really, really bad at five and two. If the season ended today, the Browns would be your seventh seed in the playoffs. So you have these six games to maybe right some of the wrongs. You know, coming up short in Kansas City, a game you probably should have won. A game in L.A. where maybe the offensive coaching didn't go so great towards the end of the game in a game that you probably, again, should have won. You could be looking at six and one. You could be easily looking at five and two, but simply just not the case. Offense, defense, improvement can be had on both sides of the ball. But also, Jared, this is where it needs to start looking like it's getting better. It's not, mm-hmm. not just improvement, but no more gaffes and, and, and no more, you know, these Mike Williams running free with no one near him, you know, 10 yards off the line of scrimmage because, oh, I thought I said you had him. You said, uh, oh, 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 so that's not good. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Is that why they're celebrating down there? Oh, look at that. That's not good for us. Uh, Hey, offense, can you come out and do that again? That thing you do where you guys go score some points because, sorry, we screwed you over royally. But the overall improvement, communication, and detail of this team. Look, it's way too talented. Look, you can understand sometimes you're going to lose games, 17-game season, NFL, everybody's pro, everybody's talented, everybody's coached well, well, for the most part. Um, there are no more excuses anymore. This team, the cohesion needs to start to get better. You know, I think it's amazing that the Browns have not had one single game this year where I would say the defense and offense both look good, right? Like I, I, the defensive look good. The offensive look good. Like it just hasn't happened. Now, sometimes I think, um, you know, that, that almost seems on purpose. Like they know, okay, offense, we got to pick it up because it's the chiefs. It's the chargers. Uh, defense where we're got, we're going to be okay. We'll pick it up. You know, I just, I want to see some continuity. I want to see some consistency and we just haven't had it obviously new players and all the injuries, but that those excuses go out the window when you've been dealing with that for so long, you know, if Dearness Johnson can step in for 144, there's a lot of players that can step in and do their job uh, and do it right. I do think it takes some time, right? Like, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it takes some time and trying to incorporate a talent like OBJ who deserves targets. Like he is freaking talent. He's the most talented player outside of Nick Chubb, maybe Kareem Hunt on the offense. Like to incorporate all that takes a little while. 
but we're past some of that. I do think what'll be interesting is I know last year they had a playoff playbook. I, from what I understand, there may be a little bit of uh, AFC North nuanced playbook that have been kind of worked out because like you talked about, they didn't have any AFC North games for the six, first six weeks. So they kind of have this kind of bunching in late season. So they've, they've been looking forward to this kind of stretch where it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. We're not far away from Baltimore by Baltimore that I do think you're going to start to see some of the things we haven't seen a ton of, um, whether it's a little bit of man, different pressures on defense, uh, and then some more of the razzle-dazzle from the offense. Again, obviously, depending on Baker Mayfield, OBJ, you know, those kind of things, Jarvis's injury, you know, those are our razzle-dazzle guys. So, you know, do they want to get Jarvis hit trying to throw a pass? Do they want to get OBJ hit trying to do uh, an end around? You know, all of those kind of things. But I think you're going to see – uh, some adjustments over the next couple of weeks. Well, you're certainly one who, you know, basically, you know, the old uh, thing of, you know, you want to keep something that, you know, nobody's seen before. Obviously a lot of that offensively is indicative, certainly on number six, because I don't believe there's, you know, any plays where it's, Hey, let's set uh, you know, get case Keenum, you know, and you throw that ball. ball 12 yards, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you, if you have to throw it twice, <laughs> just find some way and, you know, <laughs> Um, and a lot of, you know, uh, you know, if you want to go back to last year where we all screamed, oh, my God, this looks like an arena league offense. Well, that's going to be the case if it's going to be Case Keenan for a while here, people. Um, he is Jared Mueller, uh, head honcho, running things over now at Brown's Wire is, you know, uh, Jeff Risden is, uh, you know, basically now just become a volleyball and uh, basketball dad. Uh, that's <laughs> right, Jeff. We love you. Um, but we all have to earn, we all have to understand our place in the family pecking order. And, you know, some people end up lower on the totem pole. And, sure and when either happy. of those kids go pro, you'll be like, oh, look, the tall dad over there. That's we used to know him. We, he used to come on our podcast. He used to write with us. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. And it'd be like, if you check him, I'm sure there's a there's a shiner in one of those pockets. He's he's got a cold one for the car ride home. So, uh, But yes. Uh, so uh, look, make sure you, if you're not following me by now, make sure you are at Jared K. Mueller. Uh, as everybody knows, you know, Jared was the originator here. Um, and you know, obviously went off, you know, to do some bigger and better things for himself here. Um, I took whatever was left of this, you know, podcast, and this was big, big different times in the lockdown network back in those days. Um, the commitment, you know, that back then didn't always, you know, warrant, you know, the time and of certainly the monetary return. Um, <laughs> but look, we've all look, I mean, we've all gone on to good things here now. We all, you know, we're all appreciated for every opportunity we have and everything we do. Uh, always love sitting down, uh, talking with Jared. Uh, again, I appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen, whatever podcast platform it is. Uh, make sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Browns. Always free. Uh, you know, people, some of these things, you talk a Patreon. That is not something that is ever going to happen through the Lockdown Network. Trust me, guys. We're all good there. Uh, we got plenty now, of only sponsors. fans, that's a different conversation. Well, yeah, you know, I've been working out. I'm huge, Jared. So there's always that possibility. You know, Christmas is coming. You know, maybe Mrs. Lloyd wants something special under the tree. There is that possibility. Uh, so if you you know, want to go ahead and see a 155-pound man soaking wet after I take off my 12 layers of clothes, knock yourself out, people. Um, Lockdown Browns, the <laughs> Twitter account. It's a follow-back account, as everybody knows. DMs are always open. Uh, me, personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Um, again, just appreciate everybody. Obviously, we're going to amp things up this week. Um, it doesn't matter the season. It doesn't matter the perspective of, you know, the realness of what you think this team is capable of. It's Steeler week. It doesn't matter. You never want to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now we're to the point where you're maybe talking about the fact you shouldn't 
be losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, most importantly. So with that, we're going to put a bow on this one. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.